0: there are lots of lousy businesses and there's lots of wonderful businesses.
1: It's the art and science of money.
0: My job has been to try and figure out which is which.
1: It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio Studios in Toronto with Hi-Fi portfolio managers Here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle. Well, good evening, my friends.
2: Welcome to a show that we put together for you. It's about money. You want more of it? Well, Pay attention. We're here to help. Uh, by the way, if you have any questions, anytime, uh, WolfgangKlein.com. Uh, reach out to us. We're here for you. Any question, no, no question too big, no question too small. We take care of them all, indeed. Let's get on with the show, Hi-Fi Radio. Jack Hartle, my friend. How are you?
3: Very good, Wolf. Good to be with you on Saturday night again.
2: Indeed it is. Uh, well, a iconic Canadian brand that we all know, and all frequent, uh, remains open for business very resiliently. So uh, pleasure to have Mr. Don Leslie, Executive Vice President, a Revenue Royalties Income Fund. Uh, it's a position that Jack and I have held. Good golly, Jack, uh, are we coming up on a five year anniversary for that uh, investment we have made?
3: that's pretty close and you know they've been uh they've been doing well uh even through this pandemic um the fact that they've been able to you know maintain business drive-throughs and uh, even increase dividends along the way is uh quite astounding
2: indeed well let's check in with uh, don how are you sir i'm very well thank you gentlemen
3: uh so congratulations
2: on well almost uh a year uh of survival uh during the pandemic uh i will say i have a uh, a client who has a number of not AW franchises but another uh fast food chain franchise operation and uh very difficult for them to be paying the rent uh and relying primarily on drive through. So uh please tell us uh how's it been? How are you faring? Um what are you seeing in the numbers and what are you seeing uh in terms of the trends uh Mr. Leslie uh
0: well th- thanks um Much appreciated, and thanks for the support over the last five years. Uh, I think uh, it's been a great uh, great run through that time. Obviously, we don't want to be – it's hard to get excited about today's uh, numbers. We put out our results yesterday, but still, uh, given the resilience of the brand, um, we're in much better shape than where we thought we might be, uh, as you said, March last year as the pandemic started to hit. Uh, at one point, we had 230 restaurants closed out of the uh, fleet of 970 at the time. Uh, today, we've only got about 30 restaurants closed, and uh, um, as you say, uh, like your other friend, uh, we're relying heavily on drive-through, uh, but also delivery. We've uh, fortunately we we were rolling out a mobile app uh, that provides a lot of convenience. So we're we're really focused on convenience for our guests um, in any community, uh, where we can have that, um, that service. Um, but at the same time, making sure it's safe for our, our both our guests and, uh, and for our employees. And so, uh, in a number of areas, dr- uh, the dining rooms are closed. Um, and, uh, but they're, they're able still to do a pretty good amount of business through the drive-through. Uh, fortunately, uh, our sales growth prior to the pandemic had been quite, uh, extraordinary. So, uh, for the most part, our franchisees are in pretty good uh, financial shape, uh, particularly now that sales are um, for those drive through restaurants have um, stabilized.
2: Um, are the restaurants receiving any type of government support?
0: Uh, no. I mean, it, th- there's a wide range. Uh, you know, some franchisees who just have drive through are in better condition. We've got other franchisees who might have just shopping center locations or urban. Uh, in downtown cores, they would be much harder hit. Uh, you know, in the sales for a long time, some of the shopping malls were closed, so you've got zero sales. So it's it's a wide range from you know those restaurants that have been uh, very hard hit, through to the ones that uh, with the drive-through have been able to uh, maintain uh, their uh, their
2: sales. On a year-over-year basis, I guess we could use the month of uh, February uh how much have sales been affected
0: well last year our uh, same store sales was down 14 percent uh for the year but you know it was uh q1 was uh clipped just near the end uh by covid uh q2 was down actually uh 31 uh, percent uh then it was down 18 percent and then down single digits so um, it was uh, definitely at that time back in April, May, when we were down, we had 230 restaurants closed. Well, that's really going to hit your sales. And um, so we're, uh, we're fighting through it. Um, and um, our franchisees are doing a fantastic job. Our suppliers and uh, our guests are still, uh, like myself, want to get out occasionally to get a bite to eat uh or have it delivered and um and the w restaurant should be nearby for you
2: well the delivery model certainly has supported um so many businesses uh during this crisis uh you, you've seen the trucks and the people uh moving goods continuously uh now i'm, I'm a bit of a foodie uh, and again i've taken course at george brown college culinary courses uh i like good food and good food should be hot it should be fresh uh and when it you know just the other day i uh ordered for the family some skip the dishes uh burgers it wasn't a and w i will say by the time it arrived and i got to my kitchen table the french fries were lukewarm the burger was mushy it really was not a nice experience it, I, I was i would have been way better off just again preparing the food myself and going through that hardship but i'm tired of cooking uh so mm. i i want to order it in every now and then but i also want really good food and. Uh, Again, food is a living breathing product that changes with time after it's prepared. Uh, is there anything special in terms of your packaging in terms of your delivery that you're offering that's giving you a bit of a competitive edge to say uh, some of the other chains out there?
0: Well I'm not sure about competitive edge, but certainly we've uh, got special packaging uh, for for the delivery model. Um, nothing beats sitting down. Uh, in the restaurant with a, uh, burger fresh off the grill and some nice hot fries. But, uh, um, it, you know, it, it, it is the circumstance we're in and, uh, which is unfortunate and, uh, I'm with you. I'm going to really enjoy, uh, once we get through this pandemic of being able to sit down and, and enjoy a fresh hot burger and, um, and some onion rings or French fries.
2: You know, a, a product that you have that's fun, uh, and again, it's, it, it even makes, makes a cool little gift, is your six-pack uh, of root beer. Uh, that, that's actually a very, very cool item. Something else that uh, both Jack and I like, and Jack, you can maybe speak to this, is your sit-down breakfast. Uh, you know, your, your big breakfast, or whatever you call it. Uh, it's actually a really nice product, uh, and I, I have to, you know, uh, compliment you on that. But let's get back to business. Uh, your dividend. Uh, A key reason Jack and I own your uh, brand is because, A, it is a very good brand. It's a stable brand. uh, And it's a brand that I think will continue to stand the test of time. And you're demonstrating that really, really well right now. Um, But uh, we we own it for the dividend. And, again, we have a a few individual clients who who want GICs. And, you know, Jack was trying to renew some GICs. And uh, cashable GICs, I think, we're offering 0% interest. One-year GICs are offering, I think, upwards of 0.5% interest. So the A&W uh, Income Fund, uh, with its, uh, what, 3.5 dividend yield, uh, looks actually quite interesting, and you just raised your dividend. So do me a favor, uh, take us back. You, you had to cut your dividend, uh, to, I guess, to defend it, be based on cash flow and based on revenue cut. Um, where are we at in terms of your dividend cycle? Uh, how, how long do you think it'll take to get it back to where it was?
0: Well, the last question's the uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. the big one. But uh, last year, so we paid out a dollar fifty-two last year in dividends, um, uh, which was down a little bit from a dollar eighty-three or so uh, the year before. Um, obviously, with the fourteen percent reduction in same-store sales. Having said that, uh, that represented we only paid out about ninety-four percent of the cash last year. So we finished the year. Um, with a bit of surplus in uh you know in reserve um, of about nine million dollars, which represents probably forty cents or more of of um, distributions and then we've uh, as you said we just announced the increase to thirteen and a half cents per month uh, which is about a dollar sixty two and on today's price uh that's more like about a four point eight percent yield so um you know, it's uh, it's a pretty nice place to be. So the dollar sixty-two that uh, comes from the thirteen and a half cents—that's about how much uh, distributable cash uh, we earned last year. And so yeah, the trustees yeah. feel pretty comfortable. That's uh, that's a good place to start. And if we were able to grow sales, and um, then that just means more opportunity to provide uh, higher distributions to unit holders.
2: Have you? I haven't noticed your. And again, always fantastic branding. I haven't noticed as much television uh, uh, penetration. Uh, hence, uh, have you cut back on your ad budget to?
0: Uh, uh, shore oh, not up- too much. I mean, what we've been running is a. Uh, we we ran a um, some ads around our new uh, la- launch of grass fed beef. So uh, we've we've taken that next step that all our beef is is grass fed, which uh, is about the healthiest you can do for. Your, uh, for your uh, herd. And uh, so that's really um, continuing to doing what's right for our guest in the sense of uh, providing high-quality food that you referred to earlier.
2: Uh, we're speaking with Don Leslie. He's Executive Vice President of A&W. Revenue Royalty Income Fund. It's a position Jack and I have held for many years. It's a dividend payer for us. Uh, again, Jack and I uh, have uh, balanced portfolios. We have a bit of a barbell strategy, so we have COVID stay-at-home tech stock momentum players that were on fire up until late in the week, but we also have some boring dividend player, uh, payers. And they, you know, uh, For retirees, for people in- entering retirement, for people who want to keep some Canadian investments, uh, interesting place to have a little bit of your shekels. Uh, stay tuned, more show about money, uh, and we'll get back with uh, Don Leslie uh, from a w right after this.
1: Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to the show. It is Hi-Fi Radio. Anyone know that tune? In fact, it's the jingle A uh, and W, and going back to 1975. Well, uh, right. I was just a wee child growing up and uh, didn't even have two bucks in my pocket to be able to buy myself a burger. I felt like Wimpy. Hey, remember Wimpy's Burger? Hey, but don't be a lender or borrow. I guess was the moral of that story. Uh, Mr. Don Les, the Executive Vice President uh, with a Royalty Income Fund, uh, here to spend a little time with us, talk grassroots business as they feed their cows grass. Um Indeed. Uh, you, had, you had a neat little story, a boots on the ground story about uh, a little extra one of your franchisees did for one of their hard working customers. Uh, Don, share us that little story.
0: Oh, yeah, sure. Thanks. It uh, just came in at uh, Listool, Ontario. Uh, they got a shout out uh, from a trucker who is uh, bringing propane out to the uh, farms who try to keep their... Uh, um, the heat on, and um, they uh, pulled into the A&W drive-in, and one of their uh, one of the competitors wouldn't open early, but uh, the A&W opened early for him, fifteen minutes. When they saw him uh, out in the parking lot, and uh, he was able to come in and enjoy a nice uh, a nice uh, warm breakfast and coffee to start his day. So, he, uh, his last comment: definitely don't miss sleeping in a truck. So, uh, real shout out to the uh, ANW team in Listowel, Ontario.
2: You know, being that you're in the food service business, I I have to ask. I think everyone's asking the same question. Um, How many restaurants will survive this pandemic? Because they've been hanging on, I think, some uh, with with a a shoe thread. Uh, And I I think at some point, you know, month by month, uh, debt is building. uh, The return of of, of loan is is mounting. I, I just see more carnage. Um, and obviously those who survive, I think we're going to come out of this stronger. Uh, but can you speak to that, Don? What are you seeing about other restaurants and, and, and how they're coping with this environment?
0: Well, certainly anybody with sit down uh, who haven't been able to enjoy any type of traffic, except for maybe a, a, some meager delivery, uh, are really struggling. Uh, that's what, That's what we're seeing. Um, obviously, a bigger brand like ourselves, a bigger where we're able to, uh, we've created great loyalty and we've been able to do drive-through and delivery and, and uh, convenience through our mobile app. Um, our franchisees are in much better shape, but absolutely through Restaurants Canada, you see the number of uh, independent restaurants. A lot of those restaurants that might be in downtown Toronto that really relied on the, uh, the business guest. Uh, those are really struggling, and no amount of government support uh, is really going to help them through the through the long run. Um, that 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 certainly has helped a number of restaurants. The government support, the, whether it's the wage subsidies or rent subsidies, but um, ultimately is there's there's likely to be a a fundamental shift in patterns in the future. Um, I'm not sure how soon people are going to return to the downtown cores and some of those types of things. So it's, yeah, no, it's quite it's quite downtown.
2: Hey, um, mm-hmm. it's something that was so hot what last year or two years ago, uh, and you don't hear of it very much. Um, and just, just to share with us, where are you at with a your Beyond Meat type product, in other words, your non meat yeah. burger?
0: Yeah, no, I, re- I recall. I think it might have been around Valentine's Day that uh, Jack was talking about uh, his wife's desire for a Beyond Meat burger, but uh, that's
3: it's, right. Uh, it's amazing. <laughs>
1: and he never bought it for her
3: (laughs) she got one last week wolf are you kidding me
0: (laughs) there we go um it's a mainstay of our menu now you know it's uh it's a great product and there's still it you know there's a lot of people that really enjoy it um uh we i eat it in the restaurant actually my wife quite enjoys it we eat it at home and so um it it'll continue to be, be a permanent item on our on our menu um what, what are the yeah, ingredients that, in well, that product oh, don
2: what's the ingredients in
0: it? oh it's a whole mixture of um, um I mean, you remember that i used to be able to rattle it off at uh two
2: be two be patty special sausages cheese pickles on your sesame yeah. seed bun kind of a uh, right right <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> well it's it, it's all um uh beets and uh other grains and things like that but uh um that pull it all together to give it that beets, texture.
2: beets and grains oh that's yeah. interesting yeah. beets
0: are good for you yeah beets,
2: yeah. And beets, beets are odd because I, I don't really like beets but if you know what you're doing with a beet, you can actually create some wonderful thing i was in quebec uh, last year this time or just before this time skiing and I had a a beet salad the beet was raw but it was julienne and a beautiful dressing and it was oh, fantastic and very good for you um jack you're into that green stuff uh, kale are you still doing the kale thing and is there any kale by the way don in your uh, uh, Beyond Meat Burger? Uh, no. Good man. I don't we're know the kale, out, right. so. Jack likes kale.
3: I would say kale's uh, good for you, Wolf. Well, Superfood, buddy.
2: Superfood. Super well,
3: well, that's what makes you a super dude. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just on looking at obviously, uh, you know, we view your stock as very much a, a reopening trade. Um, you look at the chart, and you can see what happened when things were shut down back in uh, March last year um, with the the economy hopefully reopening as we move through 2021 Um, what are, what are some of the permanent changes that you see? Do you see delivery continuing the mobile apps um, all the, all the type of innovation with the technology uh, and building on those platforms? And the second point would be just with your brand. Do you guys see picking up significant market share just as some of these other um, restaurants that don't have the same mind share um, potentially close or um, become less relevant?
0: Yeah, I think, um, uh all those points the drive-through is going to be an important one we we weren't as well developed in drive-through as uh our major competitor um and this has actually opened up a lot of our guests to the fact that we do have drive-through and in fairness has actually opened up our franchisees to the opportunity (laughs) that they can find at the drive-through so I think there's definitely a fundamental shift that we're going to see uh, continued higher drive-through sales as the pandemic uh, recedes. Um, you know, people's buying uh, patterns have, have definitely shifted. We've been able to shift with it, and um, so as as the uh, pandemic recedes, uh, people like myself and probably yourselves will, you know, on a weekend go for a nice uh, all-Canadian breakfast at the NW fill up the uh, dining room like they used to be. And as long as if we can continue to uh, attract people through the drive-through, it'll uh, be a positive result as well for the uh, the brand.
2: What percentage of your sales have come from uh, the uh, uh, ride-sharing, delivery-sharing industry?
0: Uh, from the delivery side of things, um, I don't have that, that number offhand. I mean, it's it's shifted and it, it really varies. Um, you know, downtown Toronto isn't a big delivery market, but as soon as you get near any kind of residential, some of the suburban markets, um, you know, some towers of condos and things like that, it, it starts to pick up a little bit. Um, and um, so it's, it's it, it really varies. Uh, we've actually been trying to develop uh, some partnerships in smaller communities, like the uh, Skip the Dishes and others are in the bigger communities, but there's others out there that are, you know, fifteen or 20,000 uh, population. And uh, there's some partners out there that are starting to develop uh, some local delivery in those markets. And so it's it's an area where, where we'll continue to grow. We might even look at, um, you know, just delivery type only uh, model just to test it out and see what that looks like, you know, where you I, can maybe walk, walk in for pickup, but there isn't a dining room, but it's really set up for, for delivery.
2: The world loves burgers. I think we're going to continue to consume, well, probably more of them. And you've demonstrated, I've seen the sale, your competitors demonstrate each each year We tend to consume what two to 4% more of them, all population growth on top of it. Uh, Mr. Don, Leslie, uh, real pleasure. I wish you continued success uh, with the, Iconic Canadian brand. Uh, I do look forward to uh, sitting in the restaurant one day, but between now and then, of course, I will support the drive-through. It's quick, it's fresh, uh, it's unique, and hey, I'm a shareholder. I like to support those I am involved with. Uh, Hi-Fi Radio, going to go to a quick break and get right back to the show about money. It is Saturday night. It's a pleasure to be with you. My good friends, stay tuned.
1: Don't go anywhere. There's more great show after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto.
0: Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it.
2: New York, New York. Welcome back, my a friends. Hey, wouldn't it be nice to spend a weekend in New York right about now? Don't do it. Don't go anywhere. Not yet. Uh, my wife was mentioning to me uh, some innovative uh, individuals out there are now doing uh, Zoom-guided tours, uh, whereby an individual uh, could walk around. So let's, we use a guy named Tony Dwyer. Tony Dwyer could walk around Manhattan, have his uh, Zoom on his telephone up and running, and give us a little walking tour of the financial district, perhaps. It would go viral uh and it'd be huge it'd be huge uh tony dwyer our head of u.s macro group chief market strategist uh credentials too long to, to name just a great guy all in all uh what do you think of that idea tony let's, let's have a little fun here you walk around manhattan and doing a uh, little guided tour of the wonderful town and uh yeah do it on zoom well you have to go into manhattan to do
4: a zoom in manhattan don't you we'll see <laughs>
2: yeah are you not are you not you're not going in still eh
4: no i haven't uh i have not gone and I've been in once in the last year literally
2: wow, so I guess uh, the only thing we could do maybe is to zoom your sledding your big sledder, aren't you? <laughs> yeah we could do the, we could definitely
4: zoom the snowmobiling in the Adirondacks for sure
2: <laughs> you know we should we should probably at this point in time thank uh god uh because the, by the grace of God goes i um that we are able to continue to operate work be productive and generate an income and support our families and loved ones uh boy Oh, boy, we're just having one of our uh, shareholders or, or, or chief investment officers uh, from uh, A&W on the show, Tony. And, uh, you know, revenue there is down by 15% in these restaurants. They're actually one of the surviving brands. But, you know, when I think Manhattan, I think restaurants, steakhouses, and the likes. And it must be so difficult uh, for them just seeing their capital sit idle and the bills come in. Uh, some of your favorite lunch spots. what like What are these? I know you're not going into town, but... You must have some kind of dialogue with uh, the real world, shall I say?
4: Buddy, I got to tell you, I, I eat at my desk. You know, that's what we do at Canaccord. We work, you know, my job is to do work to support you. So uh, now we we order in. There's always a couple of places right around. But no, it, I would love to say, um, Wolfie, that I'm, I'm a big city guy, and I'm just not. <laughs> I grew up in upstate New York, and I went there for work, and I love New York City. Um, I'm... But, uh, you know, it was a place to go for work. A lot. It's what a wonderful place to visit. What a wonderful place to visit.
2: Yeah, three days for me. I, I, I'm, Vegas, I'll give two. New York, I'll give three. Uh, Colorado, different story. I can stay there for a month. <laughs> well, Vegas could get you one hour.
3: <laughs> it could get you a week. It <laughs> <at> depends. <the time. laughs> yeah, sorry, over
2: to Jack. Let's throw it to Jack. Yeah, there.
3: so I say, Tony, totally, we see you up in the Adirondacks, like you say, and um, you know, here in, in Canada, like you talk about uh, vacation property, in Muskoka, uh, things are going crazy up there. So, how are things up in the Adirondacks? You know, people, uh, is there a shortage of boats, skidoos sitdoos, oh, uh, ATVs? Cross, because right cross, now, crossbows could, I, can you get a crossbow. So I, I called,
4: I called the boss hog of of the place I live in, who who has the big boat and skidoo. Uh, snowmobile. I should say snowmobile, and not make it specific to a brand, um, place. And he sold out for all of the all of the jet skis for next summer already. Everybody's put their deposit down, and for 2021, um, the the um, snowmobiles are mostly sold out. You can't get anything that is recreational uh, anywhere that I'm aware of. Like I even tried to get a snowmobile helmet, and the. The brand that I was looking for was totally sold out nationally, so you can't even get one. So, wow, there's been a, it, it's really, it's really an interesting thing because that that is, it goes speaks to exactly what you were saying, Wolf. That there's a lot of people that are benefiting from the stimulus checks um, and from the the amount of excess liquidity that's out there, and at the same time, you have some people horrifically, um, you know, struggling. Because of it, so it really is a tale of two two stories with this
2: pandemic. Well, you're seeing the Skidoo stock. Uh, symbol is due. Uh, You know, flirting with its all-time high, bested its high prior to the breakout of COVID last March. Uh, slow, steady Eddie, clean line up, unbelievable uh, performance indeed. Um, Tony, let's let's uh, let's have some more fun. The Reddit community, they, you know, a couple new phenomena. You know, uh, it was Beyond Meat a couple years ago. Uh, you know, electric vehicle has moved its way into this year. Bitcoin, uh, you know, Canaccord, take $100 million, buy Bitcoin, it'll take our stock up. AW, I should have recommended it to Don. Don's just going to buy some Bitcoin, it'll push his stock up. Anyone who mentions Bitcoin corporately uh, becomes a hero instantaneously. Uh, speak to the phenomena. Of what's going on with the ledger, the zeros and ones, the 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 medium of storage uh, or store of value, shall I say?
4: Okay. Well, as you know, Wolfie, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know talk Bitcoin or any specific uh, um, security in order to you know uh, for a recommendation. But no, um, what I've seen and, and what I've said, se- what I've seen in and all these. It's not just the Bitcoin. It's not it's everything. There is an investment liquidity that's coming in that is far surpassing anything that's ever happened in history. And when liquidity comes in and you have this money given to you, you tend to put it in something right away. So retail sales in the U S went bananas. You know, that was reported it yesterday. It went, it was, it was a, a huge way above expectations jump. And that's because liquidity. So whether it's Bitcoin ramping or or some of these other speculative uh, measures in the market, there's just a little bit too much enthusiasm, which, you know, I've been talking about over the course of the last month and a half, two months. The enthusiasm that's going into these vehicles is thing. it's, It's a setup that typically happens before you have a little bit of a market pause. Uh, in an ongoing bull market,
2: or pull back, and again, I, I spoke to uh, one of my mentors. I will say in the weekend, Jay Mackinger is his name is a colorful, brilliant uh, manager of money, and he's also a lawyer. Um, but he spoke to the excess. He said, "You know, we'll start with space fraud." He said to me, "Wolfgang, no one's going to the moon. Look at the amount of money being spent on developing rockets and space drive. He said, "Good luck. No one's going to the moon. Uh, you know, you have Spacapalooza. He calls it with all these spacks being created, which is just a very, you know." costly means of companies raising money not sure what to do with it at the time uh, you know he called it bitcoin bonanza uh and on and on and on but he said, he ultimately said you know well when when the 15 year old kid uh, is telling his parents he's making three times the money trading the market than his veteran dad's broker something is up yeah, it's, it's just abnormal.
4: It, you know, what, people like me, Wolf, are famous for coming on, on shows like yours and saying, you know, this, the market's going to do this because of that. You really don't know. What, you, what my job is to evaluate the environment of investing, right? And, and one of the things that I try to do is when I, I'm highly convicted that a year from now, three years from now, five years from now, the equity market's going to be higher, Thank you. I really believe that you have oh, thank this excess you. liquidity in this solid global recovery. However, my part of my job is also to identify when the conditions are ripe for people to not just throw money at the market. And I think we're in yeah. one of those conditions.
2: Agreed. Yeah. No, again, again, speaking of my buddy, Jay. So Wolfie, one thing I do very well is I can, I can spot bottoms and spot tops, not to the not to the letter to the day, but j- just to the environment. Uh, And with the amount of money, again, ladies and gentlemen at home, Tony's been talking about this over and over and over again, where you um, don't fight the Fed. Historic amounts of money, liquidity, call it what you want, are being thrown at uh, the world. And money ends up in various places, stocks included, Bitcoin included. The question is, to what degree of excessiveness? Uh, But Tony also mentioned, I want to repeat the point, he believes markets are higher one, three, five years out. Don't mark our word to that but the direction remains upward so to try to well, get cute well, so, in the
4: direction of earnings right
2: no correct that earnings are, are on their way up not down again uh a and w just raised their dividend because sales are not as dire as they were a few quarters ago the economic activity remains very very robust but there's a moral to the story the stuff that jack and i see tony every single uh, uh, bear market scare, is people leave the market uh, hoping to uh, get back at lower levels, or they would leave the market here trying to be cute and, and time the market. But it's not a matter of gradual, it's a matter of all in, all out. And I am so dead against that because historically, you can't do it. Jack, Tony, one do you guys jump
3: to speak to that? Yeah, it just speaks really, Wolfgang, wolf yeah, it speaks to what you're talking about, uh, you and Tony, the fact that over time, uh, especially when you're at the early stages of an ac- economic cycle, you expect earnings to rise, you have low inflation right now, and you have lots of liquidity out there, and interest rates are very low, so overall, the the macro theme or the macro uh, view of the market right now is very constructive, it's very positive, and there are always are corrections along the way, whether they're 5%, 10%, they could be more if it becomes a liquidity crisis, but Generally speaking, over a 3-, 5-, 10-year period of time, uh, especially when you're in, in the early stages of an economic recovery, markets tend to recover and go higher.
4: Well, Tony? Yeah, let's put it in very simple terms for everybody that's listening to you, you guys and, and me today. Let's put it in the most simple terms. Three days ago, the market was at an all-time high. That, by definition, means it has never paid to get out. Now you can outperform, and hopefully with the help of Canaccord and, and, and your guys' team, you can outperform by adding, increasing into weakness. But If the market's at an all-time high, it's never paid to get out. You want to add on weakness. You don't want to try and time it because the psychology is very simple. Let's say you're, you, you sell, and the market goes down, uh, let's call it 10%, and on a given day, it bounces 2%. What are you going to think? well, I'm not going to buy it here. It's already up 2%. I'm going to wait for it to retest the low, and it it may never do that. And so that leaves you on the sidelines to be out of the market during a rally phase.
2: No, we've witnessed it firsthand. Uh, every now and then, a few of our sheep go astray. Uh, you know, uh, the wolf tries to bring them back in and take care of them as best as possible. Sometimes, you know, we, we can't keep people from themselves. And ultimately, it is the client's money. And ultimately, if someone can't tolerate the volatility, get out. Sci-Fi Radio, Global News, Radio 640 in Toronto. Uh, Wall Street's hardest working man, Mr. Tony Dwyer, uh, our uh, head of U.S. macro, our chief market strategist, has joined us. Uh, i going to spend another 10 or 15 minutes with him this Saturday night and uh, talk money. Stay tuned. Money.
1: Listen, we're going to take a break, but when we come back, more money talk. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640
2: Toronto. Well, according to Tony Dwyer, you can't spend it. Tony needs a helmet, folks. Needs he's a sledding helmet. Tony Dwyer, our wonderful American friend, hanging out in the uh, Adirondacks. Uh, I just think of um, the Ozarks, man. I'm thinking Ozarks. I got these images. It's not Tony, all right? Let's not, not do that. Let's <laughs> not do that. But so so you, you can't get yourself a snowmobile helmet. You said you've called three states. Uh, Tony, yeah. there, have you not heard of Amazon? Can't you do it on Amazon? The little delivery
4: out there. There aren't any. You got, if you get one, you have to pay up to a ridiculous... I mean, you know... There's always well, the more, tell, about, Come so on, pay up! Pay, pay up! Um, pay up!
2: Okay, just no, like, okay, pay Tony, up. Tony. He said. No, 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 no. Tony, so Tony flies his little airplane, and what? You, you ground it when when gasoline goes up three cents a gallon? Oh, oh Tony, <laughs> come on, come on, Tony. Guy, all I right. How many by way, by me, the way, by the way, it's That's <laughs> yeah, Tony Dwyer, head of U.S. and global macro strategy i get it right tony uh Janet Grigini, the wealth manager. all right you're such a great guy tony uh but yeah so there are certainly um bottlenecks out there and that's all part of the pent-up the pent-up demand and eventually tony will get his helmet and spend that money uh earnings are going up ladies and gentlemen that should uh, propel the market higher but the market has some excess in it right now and that is the discussion for the next five minutes tony dwyer uh and again No one's really great at, you know, calling ups and downs and, you know, uh, Gavit, our uh, technical analyst, will get a little more specific than I would expect of you. But based on data, because that's all Tony works off of his numbers, and when he says something, it's based on factual data. Based on your data mining, uh, when you get a market that uh, has moved as much as it has, uh, what type of a correction would you anticipate... Uh, us to have to endure during 2021?
4: Well, currently, Wolfie, as you know, and Jack, um, we're looking for a 5 to 10% correction and, and people are like, you know, I, I often get, well, that's not that much. We're up right 70% from the low but the 4% correction we got 3 weeks ago has congressional investigations on it so the problem the problem becomes is that so many people that have not typically been investing in the market have been pushing the market higher that they don't, when when it starts to come down, it kind of feeds on itself because they begin to sell. So it's just one of those human nature periods where the enthusiasm, and we measure it by something called the National Association of Active Independent Managers. So if you met it, these, are, these are varying between small and large professional money managers. It's an organization called NAME, NAAIM, and this, they have an exposure index, and each week, Respondents, these active money managers, you know, email in what their market exposure is. And last week was uh, the third highest in its history. Three weeks before that, it was the second highest in its history. So it's been consistently enthusiastic. And when we look at the eight-week moving average of that, two months, you typically you typically have a market pause. And again, I want to be careful to not with the amount of liquidity in the global economic recovery and the direction of earnings. I I, I want to be careful to not come across as too negative. I don't think it's negative. I just think it's a little bit too much upside time to give a little bit back. And we want to attack the weakness versus try to try to invest for it.
3: Well, if you look at the the correction that we had, maybe three weeks ago, whatever it was with Reddit and obviously a bit of a liquidity issue there with some hedge funds, um, that weakness was bought very quickly. So just like Tony said, these these pullbacks are relatively sharp. Um, I do think there are some institutional managers out there that are, are concerned about underperformance right now just because of, you know, you look at the month of February, look at various indices, whether it's S&P 500 or the NASDAQ, they're up anywhere from five to almost 10%. So at some point, I do think that those institutional money managers may have to capitulate. Um, What are you seeing, Tony, when you're speaking to these institutions? Are they um, not fearful, but uh, uh, I'm sure that some of them are underperforming if they're not long the market, Um, and is retail pushing them to get long?
4: Well, that's what it is, Jack. They're they're being forced into the market. So why don't we talk about that for a second? What does it mean to be forced into the market? If somebody's paying you a fee to manage their money and get returns, and you're sitting in cash, which has a zero return, and the market keeps going higher – you feel like you have to do something. It's like don't just sit there. Do something. So these money managers, as the market tracks higher, they have to jump on board. Otherwise, they're at risk of getting fired. So I think I think the in, some institutions are are scared bulls. In other words, the only reason they're in is because they had to be. So as soon as you get something to come along the way to to make them question that position, they'll come out of it very quickly. And that's what creates a temporary correction. You get stocks moving from weak hands, those that were forced into the market, into stronger hands. Like you guys forced and not forced in, but buying in because of your long-term strategy and the fundamental backdrop. So weekends have to buy. I gotta, I'm going to miss something. Oh my God, right? Strong hands are, okay, let me wait for those people to come out of it and I'll buy their stock.
2: Yeah. One of my favorite books, Tony, uh, Reminiscence of a Stock Operator, is my favorite book on the market. But there, there's an old classic out there, and it is not very well read. It's called the Stock Market Barometer. Uh, and he speaks much of Dow theory as well. Uh, but he just speaks to strong hands to weak hands, and weak hands back to strong hands. And it, it, over and over, it takes place uh and it's going to continue to happen uh, where something gets just too expensive and people sell it to you, and then it becomes very cheap, and it is buy it right back. And again, if you buy a quality business, look what Warren Buffett did this week. He went and spent, I think, some $4 billion on uh, Chevron, and he spent another I think, $4 billion on Verizon. He believes those businesses will be in business for the next 10, 20, 30 years, and with a balance sheet a dividend, they work very well for a Buffett value manager. Our head of U.S. and global macro strategy. Um, just an amazing opportunity to spend some time with you each and every visit on Hi-Fi Radio. Tony, hardest working man on Wall Street. Uh, dude, have yourself a great weekend. And keep safe. No helmet, no no sledding, okay, pal? We need you uh, to continue <laughs> to dial in and do all of your wonderful hard work well i will uh, leave it with you if you have any questions jack and i are always here for you the website wolfgangklein.com. rsp season is coming to a close manage your pension continue to put money in your rsp get your tax deduction uh, you're going to need the money let it compound tax-free that is the name of the game time is your best friend allow for it and it will generate so much wealth that's it my good friends have a good weekend stay safe I am Wolfgang Klein the show Hi-Fi Radio Global News Radio 640 Toronto
1: You've been listening to Hi-Fi Radio with Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle portfolio managers at Kenaccord Genuity Wealth Management For questions about today's show or any money questions you need answered email wolf and jack at wolfgangklein.com Hi-Fi Radio for the love of money we'll see you next week